Welcome to episode seven of our Sean's Lost Siblings Boy Meets World podcast. So since we're on a an odd number, Mark, I'm going to ask you to give us the uh, brief synopsis. All right, so Grandma was a Rolling Stone. In this episode, Grandma Matthews comes for a visit, and Corey has to deal with being let down from a broken promise. Very good. Now, so I want to point out something real quick, too. So as we're... As we're watching these episodes on Disney Plus, I don't know if you ever noticed their synopsis. That they I have don't right read here. them. <laughs> okay, I just started paying attention to them because there's this really funny thing that happens with these. I feel like back in the day when these things were written in a TV guide, for example, mm-hmm. they were meant to entice you and yeah. make you want to watch these shows. Yeah, right? like the Reading Rainbow like book yeah. synopsis. At some point, the world gave up <laughs> because all right, this. I'll go back to the previous one, the Boys to Mensa. Yeah. I don't know if I even said that in the last one. I'm going to have to I'm insert that. I'm thinking we, we did. I, might, I don't think I said that. Yeah, the, the pun. But the synopsis was, <clears throat> ready for this? Mind-blowing? Yeah, go for it. Corey cheats on an intelligence test. I should have just stolen <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But like that's that's it. So it doesn't tell you anything that happens after that, really. No. Four this, words. <laughs> this one... Mm, okay, yours was much better. Okay. And yours is not that long. No. It, we should just take yours and we should contact Disney and say, hey, update this because this sucks. <laughs> I'm theirs, sure they don't care. Theirs is Corey learns a lesson in grandmotherly love. Hmm. That's it. <laughs> like, you know what this reminds me of? So, uh, Danielle loves watching those cheesy Christmas movies. Oh, the Hallmark movies. Yes, yes. They're that. awful. Exactly. <laughs> She knows what she enjoys them. Okay, wait. Okay, can I just say something real quick? There are people that watch this show who would say, it's awful. But I still enjoy it, so like, I'm not poking fun. Uh, I mean, things are... I'm not judging. I am poking fun, actually, but I'm not judging. But, uh, so... These these shows that she watches, like, these movies, Mm -hmm. always have the absolute worst short descriptions Worst synopsis you will ever read. Because so, they can recycle them for other ones. They're all the it's same. It's so bad. I'm telling you, I am not exaggerating. One of them is something to the effect of a man meets a woman at work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Like, but yeah, I mean, that does, that does happen. But that yeah. doesn't cover anything. So-and-so will have a surprise this Christmas. I feel we should... For, for, the, for the others, we'll have to look and see, just see just how bad they are, but... At some point, I guess when it stopped being in real print where you have to sell it, mm-hmm. people just gave up. They're, yeah. they're not good anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless the rule now is to make sure you write it in either a fragment or a really short sentence. Yeah. This Okay. So this episode um, opens up in, in Feeney's garden. And Feeney's doing something. I guess I don't know if it's a bag of fertilizer or whatever. Gardening. A garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Corey and Sean are picking snails from his garden. Um and now and says, oh, are you guys picking snails? And Corey and Sean say, yeah, Mr. Feeney said uh, all the snails we pick we can use for bait when we go fishing this weekend. And mm. that's when Alan goes, fish don't eat snails. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney like, obviously knows. He goes, oh, silly me. <laughs> yeah, so this isn't the first time he's conned Corey <laughs> at the fence. Yeah, <laughs> like, he has no problem taking advantage of him. No. Just like when, when he painted the fence and Corey's terrible gorilla math um, mm. said that, what, five times... Was it uh, five times two times eight is yeah. like 58 bucks or something? <laughs> yeah. Um... So, uh, yeah, he takes advantage of Corey and Sean here. And 
At least he didn't charge him for the snails. Yeah, and Koi at least calls him out on it, too. He's like, manipulating young and impressionable minds. I hope you're proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. He says, indeed I am. <laughs> and uh, Alan now is showing the boys how to cast, and he's got like one of those metal buckets that's in front of him. And doing like the 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock mm-hmm. thing, and moving the rod back and forth. As he pulls it behind him, it hits something in Feeney's yard. Um, and he obviously doesn't cast it into the bucket. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> Corey's like, yeah, it's kind of something like a, a 3 o'clock thing going on there, Dad. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Feeney says, do you mind if an old angler, you know, shows you, you know, tries his hand at this? Yeah. I mean, so obviously Feeney is... Sh- Proving again that he knows that fish don't eat snails. <laughs> like I'm a very experienced fisherman, and I'm totally going to manipulate these kids, and I'll show you how this how this is done. So Feeny takes the rod and he nails it, gets it right in the bucket. It says it's like riding a bike. Yeah, no one it, never forgets. And in this process, he's talking about like his old fishing trips yeah. and giving these elaborate descriptions of it. Mm-hmm. Comes to the conclusion, fishing like might be fun. But it is awful to listen to people talk about it the fish. Is. So at this point, now that we have the people hooked, let's reel them in. This is now a fishing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as uh, as he's describing this very boring like story, he's like reminiscing about fishing. Mm-hmm. Alan is very obviously uninterested and does the sounds fascinating, George, almost immediately. And as Feeney's still going on, he's like, sounds fascinating, George. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and Alan, and Corey asks Alan, you know, why isn't Eric coming with us? And Alan explains to Corey that Eric is, can't sit still because he's obsessed with girls. Yeah. And he's like, and when you can't sit still, I'll take Morgan. It's the endless, you know, cycle mm-hmm. of fishing. And Corey's, well, what happens after Morgan? And Alan says, well, at that point, I'll just, I'll just be a guy in a, in a, you know, in a fishing hat with boring stories. <laughs> and he turns around and looks at Mr. Feeney and kind of, kind of grasps, his, grasps his chest like over dramatically. And Corey's like, did you just scare yourself, Dad? Yeah. He's like thinking that he might turn into Mr. Feeney. He's like, oh, I believe I did. Well, I guess you got to pre for a little bit longer because he ended up with a third son later on. What? He, they have a third son in like oh. the last season. We're jumping way ahead. He have a third son. Yeah, they had a fourth kid, Josh or something like that. I oh forget. man, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, you know what it is? I, I rewatched seasons like one through four over and over again because mm-hmm. they are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, seasons five through seven. Uh, so like seasons five through seven, I just don't think are as good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, like you said before, it gets way too dramatic, right? Yeah, and we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. So. Uh, we're in the, after our intro. We're in the living room, and Morgan is rehearsing with Eric, and she's basically giving lines, then open up her mouth like a seal or like a mm-hmm. dog, and getting, uh, I guess, M and M's or Skittles or something. And she says, "This is my brother Eric. He's very shy." And Amy realizes uh, like what's going on, mm-hmm. and Morgan uh, lets out another line. She goes, "My brother thinks you're so cute." So these are the things that she's gonna say to the girls. Um, at the mall when they go together. And you'd think Amy would have figured this out in the last episode when he was volunteering to yeah. take Morgan to the mall. Well, you know, at least that shows some uh, continuity there. Like, it's yeah. consistent that he's willing to take her to the mall. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she, Amy knows now that, like, why, why Eric's taking her to the mall, but she doesn't care. She thinks it's great they're spending time together. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and it's, it's also very true. So th- this means Heather's gone now. She's done. Yeah. Must have been the Aerosmith concert, right? Yeah, that's it, man. She got that one one word lecture from, from Alan <laughs> and has been scared off as the girlfriend. Uh, 
So the next thing we hear, La Cucaracha plays outside, mm-hmm. like from obviously from a car horn. Yeah. And there, and Eric goes, "It's Grandma!" And and in she comes, and this is Blanche from Golden Girls. Yes, uh, should have been Betty White. <laughs> Why? Betty White's so much funnier. <laughs> no, I, mean, she, I, I feel like she does a good job. She with does a great job. She does. Betty White's Betty White does a great job with like um, vulgar Lake, humor. Yeah, and Lake, which is funny from an old person, like in Lake Placid, like all the inappropriate <laughs> stuff. She's supposed to be this nice old lady, but really, she she doesn't mind feeding humans to alligators, mm-hmm. um, and does use some foul language too. So uh, this is her name. Her real name. Um, her name in real life is Rue McClanahan. McClanahan, whatever. Yeah, I, I knew it, it was real. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, so she comes in and she's dressed like, what would you call this? How would you call her attire? Um, a biker? A gypsy? <laughs> a cowgirl? Um, or some sort of gaudy? combination? <laughs> what, gaudy? gaudy? Gaudy is fair. That is very fair. So she explains that she drove up in her Winnebago. And mm-hmm. Morgan's like, Grandma! And then immediately says, where's my present? Like in unison with Grandma. Because yeah. she knows that's coming. And she pulls out a shrunken head out of a bag. Mm-hmm. And, um... Dolly! Yeah, and Morgan's like, just Dolly! And, uh... And Grandma says, well, it's not a real... Like, they don't sell real ones in Tijuana. At least not for a buck. And this mm-hmm. is the first of many weird things Grandma's gonna say about yes, this episode. and do. <laughs> I, I don't know what's up with Grandma. <laughs> I, I'm gonna need... By the end of this episode, you're gonna need to explain... Explain to me what her gimmick is exactly. Um... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, just, just one of the many things she says that are off. Uh, so then she pulled out a bullwhip for Eric and says mm-hmm. another awkward thing. She says she had the wagon master, but he slipped out of the cuffs in Juarez. Yeah, so let's make, like, sex jokes in front of, like, a toddler. <laughs> like, is, is that what you think that is? Well, I mean... That's <laughs> what that was. <laughs> She's talking about having the, the wagon master <laughs> handcuffed <laughs> with a whip. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> that wasn't my interpretation of it at all. That's like, where I ew, went with it. Ew, you're right. You're right. Uh, how naive of me. <laughs> I thought that she just likes exotic <laughs> gifts. <laughs> and one of her exotic gifts is a human. Because <laughs> she doesn't indicate he's attractive or anything. It's just weird. Uh, but we, we want to believe none of this is actually happening. She's lying. <laughs> she doesn't actually get real shrunken heads, and she doesn't actually have the wagon master, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the whole gimmick, too. Just like, eccentric. Is she kidding? Um, so uh, they, Amy mentions how, you know, a grandma didn't give a caller heads up, and mm-hmm. she just likes to drop in, of course. She gives dried cactus from Albuquerque. So everything she gets, she tells us where she got it from. Mm-hmm. You know, just letting us know that she's been traveling in her, her Winnebago yeah. motorhome, right? And uh, and she says this dried cactus will keep them regular, like like a diesel engine. <laughs> and Alan says, "Thanks, Mom. We'll we'll think of you multiple times a day." Um, and uh, she explains that she is stopping by on her way to Palm Springs, like I guess her and her old lady friends mm-hmm. to buy new butts. Yeah, because plastic surgery. Philadelphia's on the way from Reno <laughs> to Reno. Palm Springs. Right. <laughs> just what? She's just so weird. Everything she says is weird. And so Corey shows up, and he's like, "Grandma!" He's like thrilled to see her. Mm-hmm. He says he heard her horn from uh, all the way from the park. Um, and this is where Grandma says, "All right." the kids cancel your plans this weekend mm-hmm. right? we already established that Corey has fishing plans yeah with um with sean and his dad 
So first she tells Morgan that she's going to take her to the uh, to shopping for clothes. She's going to buy her so many clothes she's not even going to know what to do with them. Yeah. And Morgan says, I'll wear them and throw them on the floor. Which is about right. And I was like, oh, my sister must have watched this because that's what she did <laughs> as we were growing up. I don't know if this is a girl thing or what, but wear them and throw them on the floor was definitely what my sister did. No offense. Um, <laughs> my mom used to complain about it so much because she would change outfits in the middle of the day. Like, you know, the first part of the day was one outfit. Second part of the day was another and both those outfits would end up just sitting on the floor whatever maybe it's just a girl thing um then she tells eric she's going to take him to the auto show um and she's like and i hear like there's uh, bound to be like a lot of hot babes sitting on those hot rods and yeah. he's like there's something i might enjoy to his grandma <laughs> they well, talking about hot chicks with his grandma well we've heard the conversations that he's had with his parents so yeah he's he doesn't mind talking to anybody about no. this stuff he's totally cool with it then uh, she hands a baseball card to Corey and says, we're going to um, take a trip to go see this guy and get it signed. Mm-hmm. And um, Corey goes bonkers yeah. and does that thing like we saw Tom Cruise do with Oprah where you jump up and you grab and shake him in excitement. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is um, Cal Rukin's rookie card. How did you get this? And he's just going nuts. And she gets real serious and says, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. And then I pry that out of his cold, dead fingers. Yeah. And then she pauses and says, and smirks and says, or oh, I bought it for seven bucks at a swap meet. You make the call. <laughs> so just all awkward stuff about yeah. this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Any other comments before we move on? No. Okay. No. We're, we're going to have to get to the auto show, though. Yes. What it's like when they come back. Yes. So we fade out and we come back and uh, Corey's in the living room looking at his collection of baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of has like one out, which I imagine is the Cal Ripken card. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's looking for a place for it. And Grandma comes in with Eric and says, you know, that was a great auto show. And she says, I had to, I put on subtitles to figure out what name she was talking about. Mm-hmm. I was like, what does she say here? She said they had Bernie Coppell and Jamie Farr on the same stage. Where else are you going to get that? I don't. And the know. crowd laughs. I know. I couldn't figure it out. No. I googled it, and uh, one was in Mash. Um, the other one was in uh, Get Smart or something. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find. If you Google their, Google their names together, nothing came up. I wonder if they both maybe were in an episode of Golden Girls or something. Maybe that's the reference. Yeah, I, I know. Because we're supposed to kind of know that she's from other shows, right? You mm-hmm. know, by the crowd reaction. So Eric hops onto the couch and shows Corey how the Lamborghini girl signs his arm. And it's this super elaborate signature. Yeah. Like with a rose and everything, I think. Yeah, like she spent a half an hour on it. Why yeah. would you want to get your arm signed anyway? I don't <laughs> like... know. It just washes off. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, Corey's not impressed at all with this. And he, he says, did... <laughs> Did the Lamborghini girl play 1900 straight games? And Eric says, has Cal Ripken ever uh, um, posed for the Victoria's Secret catalog? Has he? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing not. Um, I must be missing that issue. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, and that's when Corey says, Eric, I feel we're growing apart. Mm -hmm. And um, and Eric says he he told the Lamborghini girl that... um, Oh, he, he asked her if he could take her out for a drive once he get his license. And then she laughed, but it was a flirty laugh. <laughs> and he he reads the name on his arm, and it's Graziella Terziana. And he's like, I think she's French. And leaves. <laughs> it's clearly like an Italian name. Yeah. Like, Come on. And it's an Italian car. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, so he's an idiot now. I, I don't think he's jumped the shark yet. I don't no, think he's a <laughs> complete moron yet. Not quite. <laughs> uh, so the grandma um, sits down on the couch with Corey and explains that 
Um, she's really tired because Morgan chasing Morgan around the mall and chasing mm-hmm. Eric around the the auto show girls like dressing rooms. Mm-hmm. She's been worn out. Mm-hmm. Any comments on the auto show? Mm-hmm. You said you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> so anything in particular? <laughs> I think we pretty much covered it, but yeah, um, some awkward stuff. Say what Grandma was wearing in that scene was absolutely hideous. It was like a red. Um, like cowboy thing with tassels. Yeah. We see Morgan wearing the yeah, same she thing got later. One for Morgan. Yeah. 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 Everything she <laughs> so wears bad. is just gaudy. I don't understand. <laughs> I guess on Morgan, it has like that cute innocent thing, but yeah. for her, it just makes her look a weirdo. Um, mm-hmm. My impression of her is just like gypsy the whole time, kind of. Yeah. Big dangly earrings well, and I weird think... outfits, and she's a and she travels all over the place, kind of like a nomad. Yeah, like gypsy a Rolling is Stone. My impression. Yeah, the title. Like a Rolling Stone. <laughs> That's a good point, Mark. Yeah. That kind of... <laughs> Probably should have went back to that. <laughs> So, she tells Corey. So Corey is concerned when she tells Corey that she's uh, that she's really tired from all this, and mm-hmm. says, "Well, you're not too tired to take me to take me to Baltimore on mm-hmm. Sunday, right?" And she goes, "You kidding? I wouldn't miss that for the world." Hmm. That's going to prove to be the absolute hmm. wrong thing to say. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're in the kitchen, and um, and Eric's in there eating like some cold pizza. It looks like yeah. So is is that just? Like a legit Philadelphia, Pennsylvania thing, like cold, cold pizza? pizza. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So it was right. They they had it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're nailing it. Yeah. yeah. If you have cold pizza, then all it needs is like a Philadelphia pretzel, some uh, throw some scrapple on the grill, cream cheese, some tasty cakes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, cheesecake, of course. I, I'm well. Mm, cheese steak. I don't know if cheesecake is a Philly thing. No, cheese cheese steak is. So, um, Feeny knocks on the back door and comes in. Uh, and and asks him, um, he asks Eric, like, how would one uh, entertain a, uh, a like a, a girl of his age? And Eric goes, Mister Feeney, you dating a teenage girl? Yeah, <laughs> like low, low key, call him a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Feeney's response is really good. He's like, not since the Eisenhower administration. <laughs> and um, Feeney asks Eric. Ick, Eric, if he can help by just basically, uh, well, help him with his, his situation. And Eric, because his niece is in town, mm-hmm. and Eric is like, oh, crap, he's asking me to go out with his niece. And since Feeney is a weird old man, right, mm-hmm. then his niece must also be a, a weird, weird old, old man. man. Or she at least has a mustache, mm-hmm. or she's really intelligent or boring, whatever, because that's how that works. And that's how genetics work. You're, you're just like your your, your uncle. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, Corey, I'm sorry, Eric pretends to have strep throat and Feeney tells him to relax. You know, he just wants ideas on how to entertain her. And Eric goes through this uh, little rant about how, like in his experience, if a girl can't find, you know, a senior to date, they'll yeah. settle for a sophomore to take him out on a date that he can't afford. And um, yeah, find someone gullible. Yeah, and, yeah, find someone gullible and basically it'll, the door, the night one with a door slammed in his face and Feeney's mm-hmm. like... Sounds, that's a wonderfully rich tapestry <laughs> human experience like dinner in a movie dinner because like, he, he basically uh, extrapolates from there it's just dinner in a movie yeah and, and Eric says yeah movie dinner dinner in a movie movie dinner dinner movie mm-hmm. and and Eric's like don't mock what I am Mr. Fee <laughs> uh, we fade out and come back in and we are in the kitchen still uh, but this time Eric and Feeney are, are gone and mm-hmm. Corey comes downstairs and asks where grandma is because and- apparently she's running late and all the baking stuff's out. Yeah, all the baking stuff's out. And and Amy is baking blueberry muffins and asks Corey if he wants to help. And mm-hmm. Corey's like, yeah, I'd rather, really sarcastically, I'd rather do that than go see Kyle Ripken. And Amy's angle is, look, let's let's just buy some time you know, yeah. while, while we're waiting for Grandma. 
So uh, Eric comes down and asks, this is a, this goes back to what you were asking about the arm being signed, and says, like, how long do you think you can go without showering before this arm gets gross like and disgusting? Which yeah. is a great point. Like, <laughs> not very long. No. Um, <laughs> Two days, and, maybe. And Corey, Corey acknowledges that this is a stupid behavior and asks, is this what's going to happen to me? And Eric's is like, yeah, as if I don't have anything on my mind but girls. I got a lot of things on my mind other than girls. And then he spots... Carrie yeah. Russell, mm-hmm. right? Corey, um, played by Carrie Russell, uh, Feeney's niece out, outside, and he freaks out. He's like, girl, 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 right there. And then he goes into that dinner movie mode. He's mm-hmm. like, what do I do? Dinner, movie, movie, dinner. And he's like, well, I need some sort of like bait you know, to get her. So he's like, weasel, and runs out and mm-hmm. goes to get Morgan and brings her in. Uh, he sits her down and sets, and he says, I want you to come out in a minute and come talk to her with me. I said, well, how do I know when it's a minute? And he sets a time for her. He's like, a minute ding. You know, in, mm-hmm. in a minute, this will ding, then you come outside. He goes outside with a tremendous amount of enthusiasm. Yep. Leaps over the fence, picks up a bag of fertilizer yeah. on his shoulder, um, and says, Hi, Mr. Feeney, you know, how can I help you in the yard today? And pretends not to see Jessica, like, quite yeah. off. And then, um, yeah, he introduces himself to Jessica, and Jessica, you know, introduces herself as Jessica. And uh, he asks, Corey, I'm sorry, Eric asked Mr. Feeney where he wants to move the fertilizer, and Feeney says, I didn't plan on moving it at all. <laughs> and Eric says, okay, let me just effortlessly toss it over there. And does the sound like, and does like a like a discus throw, like mm-hmm. kind of like an all in the hips, and tosses the, the bag of fertilizer. And the crowd starts laughing really loud, and Carrie Russell's genuinely laughing here, yeah. which I love. You can tell she's like trying not to crack up. Mm-hmm. It also fits the scene, too. Yeah. But I love when you see genuine laughter like that in a show. And um, Morgan comes out, and the first thing she says is, this is my brother Eric. He's very shy. Mm-hmm. And and Feeney says, like, speaking of fertilizer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Someone's piling it on. Yeah. And uh, Jessica's just eating up Morgan mm-hmm. and thinks he's so cute. And... Um, and uh, and like she's like as she's given as Morgan's given all these like kind of pickup lines for Eric. Um, like after she said after Jessica says she's cute, Mr. Freedy's like yeah, and so well rehearsed. Mm-hmm. And that's when Morgan says uh, Eric's taking me to the carnival later. And Eric's like I didn't say that. And con Feeney, artist, yeah, and con Feeney, artist, yeah. She's she's very smart. And Feeney goes, oh, it looks like your parrot learned some new words. And then Morgan turns around and says, Would you like to come with us? And Eric's mm-hmm. like, Oh right, yeah, with us. Yeah, would you like to come with us? Jessica asks Mr. Feeney if that's okay, and, well, Uncle George, as she calls him, and Mr. Feeney says, well, I think the polite thing to do would be to invite me along, mm-hmm. and Eric says, like, grinning literally through his teeth, he's like, Mr. Feeney, would you like to come to the carnival with us? And Feeney says, no, I'd rather have gum surgery, and walks away. <laughs> so, in this scene, there's a, a spot where Eric leans on the fence. I don't know if you noticed it, but, mm-hmm. like... It must have been in the directions. Must lean on fence. But he's like three feet away from it. And when he leans, he's like almost on a 45 degree like angle. Because really he's lean. so far away from it. Yeah. <laughs> like it just does not look natural. It looks awkward. Mm-hmm. But he went with it. Yeah, and it's a short fence too. Yeah. Right? So that, that, would even <laughs> that make might it be even part of Even it. if you're right next to it. Mm-hmm. like That would even maybe be, even be harder the closer mm-hmm. you are to it, right? Because you got to really get down there. <laughs> so, uh, so Morgan has successfully gotten uh, Eric a date here. And... We go to the kitchen, and Corey has made, it looks like, hundreds of muffins with his mom. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't understand why his grandma isn't there. And Amy's trying to distract him and offers to, to also bake a cake. 
and mm-hmm. Corey's like, hey, why isn't she here? If she's not here, she must have a good reason. Yeah. And Amy is about to break the news to him. And Corey just comes to the realization that she's not coming, is she? Yeah, and he took it pretty well. He did. And they play that sad music, you know, and they Mm -hmm. kind of fade out Mm -hmm. here. So um, when they come back, Corey has already kind of coped with the situation. Yeah. Through the commercial break, I guess. Can can we talk about what Corey was wearing? Do you remember what he was wearing? I don't. Okay. So it was a red Philly shirt over a yellow hoodie. He looked like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that yellow hoodie, it keeps coming back. I think they, uh, Minkus had the yellow hoodie on, like a bright yellow hoodie mm-hmm. with the striped shirt. Probably just in the wardrobe, just recycling it through the kids. Yeah, it, it, was, it was the baggy, so they can use it from four seasons from now. Yeah, and literally red and yellow, he looked like Winnie the Pooh. And in season, um, I, I think it's 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 either season two or three. I think it's season three, like when uh, when Sean's the like, parents disappear. And, they, and he ends up staying with the, the Matthews family. He has a yellow hoodie on and cuts the sleeves off. So it's probably just the same clothes. <laughs> Again, like, you'll grow into it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and just by buy that it, point, it fit properly. Just buy it real big. Yeah. It was still big, but yeah. Um, so, and Corey, as he's coping, says something like, yeah, what kind of city is Baltimore anyway? An American League city. And, uh, and Amy suggests that Corey call Sean to go bowling. And as Corey picks up the phone and calls Sean's house and talks to Mrs. Hunter... He realizes that Sean went on the fishing trip with his dad, mm-hmm. and that and and Amy's like, "You forgot the kids with Sean," and he's like, "I forgot." And then <laughs> Corey's upset because he acts like his dad dropped him for the first available son. Once yeah, it when it was his fault, it was totally his fault. So, uh, in this, it's kind of like um, I think his mom knew the the likelihood of his grandma letting him down was really high, mm-hmm. really high, and didn't set him up at all for this. He's 11. And I, I get the impression, I guess, they don't see Grandma too much, but he mm-hmm. sees her enough where he has a decent relationship with her and cares about yeah. her. And he doesn't yet pick up on the fact that she's a flake. Yeah. All right? So she hasn't shown up. Um, he does what he what he does when he's always bummed out, it seems like, in this season. And he goes into his treehouse. I don't think he ever goes into his treehouse when he's not bummed out. Mm-hmm. Like he went in there to eat um, eat dinner alone when yeah. his brother ditched him for the, the Phillies game. The pilot spied on Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. He's in here now. I can't think of between then and now if he's had like other opportunities to be in the treehouse. It seems like it's just the place he goes when he's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and also to spy on people, as we're going to find out. <laughs> so, um, so Corey's in the in the treehouse and he's looking at baseball cards again, his collection, and he's eavesdropping as Morgan's outside with Eric and Jessica, and Morgan is still delivering um, like lines yeah. for Eric, and Eric's just grown tired of this. He's like, he's done with Morgan. Wants her to go away. Which she's outsmarting him. She's though. outsmarting him big time, and uh, and they mentioned that it was nice of Eric to Jessica mentions it was really nice of him to play like four hours of skee ball to win <laughs> to win uh, Morgan a giraffe, and then Morgan says something like Eric's going to give me his new sunglasses, <laughs> and he's like No, I'm not, and and then um, Jessica who makes it clear that she knows she's kind of like. She knows that Morgan's playing Eric, yeah. and she's totally cool with it, and says, you can really tell, you know, a lot about a guy by how he treats his sister. So then Eric's like, oh, geez, and immediately gives her the sunglasses. Yeah. And then she says, uh, Eric's such a good-looking boy, and then asks if we're all done for today. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric dismisses Morgan. Uh, then they, we get this, this is like one of the kind of the awkward exchanges that we're going to have with these teenage kids and their romantic yeah, so things. I, I'm almost wondering if that's the reason why Morgan got grounded for like a whole season. She's a con artist. <laughs> She's a con artist. 
<laughs> so Jessica mentions that uh, that Morgan's adorable, and Eric says something like, "She's not the only one." And mm. and uh, his arm isn't fully exposed, like with this autograph. But I guess maybe somehow she caught it. And Jessica says without hesitation, "Who's Graziana Terziana?" You know what I mean? Like she could read that. Like, just, like, in passing, well, get that whole name right. Maybe she saw it at, the, like, the carnival and just waited till the end of the night to say something. But it knows how to say it and everything. That's true. Like, I, when I look at it, I had, to, I had to put on subtitles and write the darn thing down. Um, turns out it's not a real person, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say, When you Google has- it, the only thing that comes up is Boy Meets World. <laughs> That's it. So, and she asked, like, who he is. Uh, who she, I'm sorry, who Graziana is. And Eric says, I can't stop every girl that wants to sign my arm. And then she's like, oh, you know, a real, real charming guy. And um, says that he's also smart using his sister for, uh, for date, date bait, bait. too. Um, and, and Eric's like, so you're saying I didn't have to work that hard. And she says something like, you didn't have to work at all. And they start kissing. And anything about those cheesy lines back and forth before I move on to the mm-hmm. eavesdropping? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm good. We're just going to go. All right. I just feel like it's just unnatural. Like the... the the, the, the give and take they have there, their exchange. As they're kissing, Alan and Sean arrive back from the fishing trip, and Sean's just grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> they notice them coming, so they stop kissing and try to like play it off. Yeah. And Alan does this, oh, nice night, huh? Yeah, like, tries to get notice, looks, looks up at the sky, and Sean's still grinning real hard. And as um, Alan says, you know, let's just you know, go inside and leave them alone. Um, yeah, and he gives him that buddy nudge. Like, yeah, good job. Yeah, Sean goes, Eric, the lip master, <laughs> which it seems like a very on point thing for someone like him to say. Mm-hmm. And this, and that's when Eric says, "Is there anyone else you know here?" And that's when Coy reveals that he's in the treehouse. <laughs> Eric's like, "How long have you been in there?" And that's when Coy says, "Long enough to watch you swap spit with, with a fiend," which is just gross. Even put it that way. Um, Eric's like that mood's officially killed and Jessica says yeah dead and buried and Jessica goes inside saying goodnight to everybody um, and and Alan says something kind of awkward and says she's related to Feeney mm-hmm. like how old's Eric 15 16 yeah so she's like 15 what are you trying to say Alan what are you yeah. saying <laughs> um, basically what he's allowed to say is she's pretty yeah but he's not allowed to say anything else but he kind of hinted at something else here yeah and uh and Eric says niece and Alan goes nice <laughs> and Eric says that uh nice you know she's amazing she's the prettiest girl I've ever kissed and that's when Corey says what that puts her at the list of what like two people so it was just Heather and Heather Jessica. and her right which by the way he's doing pretty well for himself yes he is <laughs> <laughs> both both end up being stars in other shows, you know, they're, they're pretty mm-hmm. girls. And um and that's when Eric says, Making out is not a spectator sport and walks away and they give him like a sarcastic applause as he does so. So uh Corey goes in the kitchen with Alan and Alan asks how Baltimore was, you know, not realizing Corey didn't go. Yeah. And Corey reveals that grandma dumped him, you know, while Sean was stealing his dad. Oh, I forgot about that. Um when, when, when Corey says, like, uh, that, that Sean stole his father, Sean's like, I didn't steal your, your father. And, and mm-hmm. Alan says, good night, Sean. And Sean says, good night, Dad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and Alan also says that he's hungry. He needs to go in the kitchen. Yeah, and, and grabs one of those muffins. <laughs> well, yeah. But, and he says that Alan ate everything. He said that Sean ate everything in the boat except for the worms. And Corey <laughs> says, he usually likes those. Just a weird joke to indicate that he eats worms. <laughs> and they go inside. Alan tries one of the muffins. 
And he's like, these are a little dry, and spits it out immediately. And there's a good thing there's a thousand of them. I know. There. Yeah, I hope there's one good one. If you made, like, a thousand and you didn't try at least one, is the other coming out? What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, and they start talking about how Grandma let him down. Mm-hmm. And Alan talks about how, like, she let him down and asks, you know, Corey what category he wants to talk about. Sports, birthdays, rocket ships. And Corey takes rocket ships, which, by the way, is the most unique one in there. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Alan is kind of revealing that his mom lets him down a lot. Yeah. She kind of sucks. And that's my impression here throughout this whole episode, that Grandma kind of sucks. Yeah, but at the same time, like, if she does follow through, like, those moments are extremely memorable. Right. Like, the Cape Canaveral story that he tells. Right. So, Alan's, uh, he takes out, we talk about the, the... he the, the baloney, right? Oh yeah, I was gonna come back to that. <laughs> Just enough for one person, dude. He pulls out a whole stack of baloney. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't put it on his. I don't think we witnessed him actually put it on no, bread. Not a whole that. stack, but he takes out baloney. It looks like Miracle Whip bread and something else. I can't make out. Yeah, but he this guy loves his baloney sandwiches for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he explains how his mom didn't sign a permission slip for him when he was in school, so he didn't get to go, and uh, his mom made it up to him. By taking him to Cape Canaveral, as mm-hmm. you said, to see the first American um, in space. Um, so, and while everyone, like all one of his classmates were, as all of his classmates were watching this on a little black and yeah. white TV or whatever, you know, he was there feeling the heat of the rocket on his face. And um, he explains to Corey that, you know, grandma doesn't show love like other people do, but she loves you no matter what you think. Mm-hmm. And um, and that, that she wants to give you something like extra special, you know, to remember like whenever she stops by. And um, any comments about their, the little exchange there between Corey and Alan? No, but we're about to get into the fact that we do see Grandma one more time. Yeah. So and he, she's yeah. like, I'll make it up to you. Yeah. We well, never see her again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we hear La Cucaracha again. Grandma comes in the back door. And Alan says, you never will change, will you? And she says, would you want me to? And Alan goes, no. By the way, the answer is yeah. The answer is yeah. I do want <laughs> you to change. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, I know she makes it up to, like, the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. She had Corey cancel his plans, promised him she would do something with him, and didn't follow through. Yeah. Making up for later doesn't make it right. No, and not even give, like, a heads up, like, no. hey. <laughs> no. It's just, like, in any relationship, sucking and then trying to buy your way into mm-hmm. making it okay is what they call unhealthy. <laughs> that is unhealthy. You should show you care consistently <laughs> not just screw up all the time and try to make it right <laughs> so she starts apologizing to Corey and tries to explain you know what happened mm-hmm. as to why she didn't show up and Corey says it doesn't matter um and that it's okay i'm sure you had a good reason and uh, he says you know you know that the cow ripping card is my favorite one and she goes it is and he says yeah and if the signature might have messed it all up just like the Lamborghini girl messed up eric's arm mm-hmm and that's when his grandma says the next time she's here, you know, they'll do something really special. Um, anything on there, a little exchange there? Anything else? No, because she never comes back again. No, she never comes back. She never <laughs> makes up to him. Uh, so, yeah, grandma kind of sucks. Um, that's my takeaway from this episode. Um, <laughs> grandma, um, so grandma, yeah, she says that she'll make it up to him next time. Then Eric comes uh, rushing in the door and says, if anyone asks, I've been in my room mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes. And uh, and then Mr. Feeney follows immediately after him. Yeah, with a flashlight. Yeah, and says, you know, Alan, I'd appreciate you kept your son and his hormones inside. 
And uh, I guess the implication here is he's in there making out with Heather, maybe more. Um, I, not I, Heather, I almost, oh my God. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica. I'm that almost wondering if they had to be outside, because if they were inside, why would Feeney need the flashlight? Uh, I don't know. That's a good point. Unless he intended to hit Eric. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and since he escaped the 20 minutes line, Alan, very, um, very, making it very clear to Feeney that he's not going to lie for mm-hmm. Eric, but does just to appease Eric, says, mm-hmm. why, George, I don't know what you're talking about. Eric's been up in his room for at least, and Eric throws in 20. 20. And <laughs> Alan does immediately, immediately minutes afterwards to make it all like, fit mm-hmm. together seamless, seamlessly. And Feeney says that like, he sees through it and won't be jerked around. And then... The grandma steps in and says mm-hmm. that as a card-carrying member of the Kiwanis Club, like she, she can <laughs> vouch for the fact that Eric, this fine young man, has indeed been up in his room for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she just got done running over she his flowers. And that's what he says. <laughs> Excuse me, how would you know that? You just showed up right over my mom's 40 seconds ago. Um, and grandma looks at Corey and says, who is this guy? And Corey says, my teacher. And she asks, does he give you straight A's? <laughs> Corey goes, no. Like, questioning, like, no, why would he almost, you know? Yeah. And Grandma turns to Feeney and says, and why not? And Feeney gives a great line. Do you remember? It's, uh, have you talked yeah. to him? <laughs> have you talked to the boy? <laughs> and, uh, and Grandma says, okay, teach. Just better kiss the rest of those mums goodbye. Mm-hmm. And presumably goes outside to run over his mums with her Winnebago. Yeah. And uh, Feeney says, who is that woman? And Corey says, my grandma. Don't you just love her? <laughs> and Feeney very honestly goes, no. No, I don't. Yeah. And runs outside to stop her. And Corey says, well, I do. And he high fives his dad. Mm. Uh, what, what, what is the moral of this episode, Mark? I know we still have our final like, uh, cut scene after the, you know, after the credits. But w- what is it? What mm. is it? I don't feel like everything needs a moral, and sometimes it's good if it's not. Usually if there's like a moral in every episode, it feels like something's being shoved down your throat. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe it's if you say the wrong thing, someone will run over your mums. <laughs> yes. I, I, um, I don't know. Did you have a really good relationship with your grandmother or grandmothers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did they ever do anything like this? Um... Any letdowns? No, my my grandmothers were pretty consistent and yeah, like true to their word. Yeah, I mean, how would you feel if this happened? Uh, I'd be a lot more disappointed than Corey. Yeah, he took it really easy and I'll, not as quick to understand. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I feel like his parents knew and let it happen. Mm-hmm. If I'm Alan, I my mom like let me down all these times by the way he's like he, re- he remembers the happy moments but he also remembers the letdowns mm-hmm. you know like I said any good relationship you should be consistent okay so I would probably go to my mom and say yo these are my kids you don't do that to my kids if yeah. you tell me you're gonna show up you better or else you're not welcome here anymore like mm-hmm. it would get real like you you can't do that I don't care like I understand you make it special but just don't promise if you're not gonna come through yeah you know but uh, I guess they're just all okay with her kind of sucking, you know. But mm-hmm. she does. But she, like you said, we never see her again. So she never actually gets to fulfill this promise. Mm-hmm. So we return from commercial, and Corey and Sean are in his room looking at the Cal Ripken card, and uh, and Sean can't believe he has it. It's yeah, because it's a rookie card, right? And Corey says, you know, and she only got it for like she got it for only seven bucks. And Sean says, <laughs> seven bucks in dog years. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, this thing's worth like one hundred and sixty easy. Um, and uh, he says, man, your grandma must really love you. Yeah. And, you know, which is, I think that's that's the, the message of the episode, right? Which yeah. Which he does. And Corey says, yeah, 
or else she shot a man in Reno <laughs> just to watch him die. And Sean goes, you're kidding, right? And Corey says, I'm not sure. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> um, it's very clear that she was kidding like, for all those things, but she is like a weird gypsy wanderer lady. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of this one? Man? I thought this episode was fun. There was a lot yeah. of like visual, like visually appealing jokes and things mm-hmm. like that. And I thought it was a better one. I thought it was another good one for Morgan. Yeah. That's for sure. She she had a lot of lines in this one as she's acting as date bait for Eric. Yeah, and the lines that she had kind of called for like that cheesy delivery, so it kind of fit into her wheelhouse to begin with. Yeah, so yeah, it really did. Um, Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was better than the previous one. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if uh, episode episode four was geography one, right? Um, Or was that five? No, I think it's four. I think it was four. It was four. let me just, uh, give me two seconds and I will know. Episode, uh, no, four was Alternative Friends. Five was Killer Bees. Oh, so it would right? be five. So five. I thought four and five were excellent. Mm-hmm. And had, like, a little bit better messages. This one's not as universal as a thing. This message is kind of like, if your grandma sucks, it's okay if she loves you anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, people show love in different ways. <laughs> that that is the that is probably the better one, and they do say that. Some so, people sign things on your some arm. Some people sign things on your arm. <laughs> some people use little kids as date bait, <laughs> and some people don't show up. Okay. Any other uh, final thoughts on this one? No, no. All right, that's all I got too. All right. Well, thank you again very much for uh, for listening, and we'll see you for the next episode.